In yesterday's year, we discussed the concept of backing out when you're causing a loss to the other party. Now, what kind of loss exactly we're talking about and why is it considered a loss is um, obviously dependent on the case. But now we're going to go back and we're going to look at it from the angle of the employer to the employee. So the Gemara that I involve him in Bayes and Bob going back to the Gemara which we discussed in the first year, the Gemara says, Iba explaining the din of Tarumis, and then we're going to continue after that. This Tana, the Mishnah, calls backing out Hitu. The Tanya all they could have against each other is a grievance. When is this said that it's only a grievance? That they did not go to the work site. They did not actually go to begin their work. Or if the donkey drivers began going, they did not find any, any tour to carry. They had nothing to transport. Workers that went to water the field, and they found that the field was already wet from the rain. The Balabayas is not allowed to back out without a financial penalty of having to pay the salary that he promised. Yeah, the Gemara says, obviously, that that can't be the full salary because they didn't, have, they didn't do any work. Obviously, it's a different level of a salary, which is going to discuss in Merit Hashem, of getting a payment for not doing anything, what you would accept of, to not do anything and get money, as opposed to doing a full day of labor and getting money, which is a concept called getting paid kapoil bottle. So the Mishnah says over here that if the Balbayah should have known the field is wet or there's no wheat to transport, and he told these people, go do this job, and they get there and there's nothing to do, so basically, he messed them up for the whole day. They don't have any job. And because of him, they have to pay the money. So now, why is that considered a damage? Tysvis, over here on the side, explains that the reason why there's this damage is because of the concept of garmi. Garmi means sort of a very direct, indirect damage. Here he hired workers. He told the workers, come work for me. Because of that, they lost another job. They could have had another job. So even though he did not cause them uh, actual physical damage, but he caused them pretty directly to lose another job. So because of him reneging on the agreement, they lost a potential gain of, of um, another job. The place can discuss if that's called a loss or just a loss of a gain, which is going to be a discussion in the later shear. But Taisa says the concept is because they cause damage. The Ramban has a different shot in the Gemara. The Ramban has a different shot in explaining why it is that once they went to work, you have to pay. So even regardless of the loss, that let's say there would have been no, there would be no other job that they had. There was no other job opportunity available. And but still, they went and they began your job. Says the Ramban. That's enough of a reason that you have to pay them if you back out. So we're going to read the Ramban inside. Even if there was no other job opportunity, yeah, we're not talking about a case where workers are are going to get jobs easily. 
let's say they would have gotten less of a salary, and he told them to pay them ten thousand an hour instead of three dollars. Because since they started to work, he has to pay them their entire salary if he backs out on them. Why, says the Ramban, a very fundamental Yisoyed and Sirius Pilem, Shekeshem Shashara Dvarim Nikna Bikinyan, Kach Sirius Pilem Niknas Baschalas Malacha. Just like in Shonarach and in Shas, you use a Kinyan to acquire something, how do you acquire Sirius Pilem? You acquire a pile to work for you by the fact that he starts the work. Starting the work is what obligates you to pay him for his, his job. Now, obviously, he has to finish the job. But, if the reason that he backed out is because you stopped him from finishing the job, in that case, you remain with your obligation to pay the worker, and it's equivalent to a regular Kenyan of, employ- of, of, of a chayfet, and you have to pay. You cannot renege on him at all, assuming there was no other unforeseen circumstances that cause you to back out. So again, Tysus is explaining it's because of a loss, and the Ravana is saying because there's a concept in Sirius Pilem that once you start working, you are obligated to pay. The Gemara says in Zaf Yudamir Aleph in Bab the Gemara says that this is all in relation to the uh, Balabai's backing out on the worker. However, the worker has the right to back out on the Balabayas as long as there's no Dabra of it, which we discussed yesterday, um, coming into play. So assuming there's not going to be any financial loss to the Balabayas, the worker has a right to back out. Why is that? This is a concept called Poil Chayzer B'chasi Hayoyim. A Poil, a worker uh, who's paid by the hour, again, this is talking about an hourly labor, not a cobbler that's paid by the job. A cobbler has a right to do the job whenever he wants. So he's not considered a slave. But a pile who has to work in order to make the money for the hour, he has, he's given a right, the Torah gives him a right to back out in the middle or else he's considered a slave. But Like the Gemara says, A day labor that's paid by the hour is able to back out and quit the job in the middle of the day. Why is that? The reason is because the Torah says, They are uh, uh, slaves to me, Hashem, and not to anybody else. We mentioned as an aside in a previous year that the non-Jewish law, actually uses this exact expression, it's called involuntary servitude, to allow a worker to back out even in the middle of the day. So basically, all the halachas that we're discussing as far as the Balabai is getting a penalty for backing out is talking about a case where there's no monetary loss, but still the Balabai is stuck paying the whole amount. And the worker backing out is talking about also where there's no monetary loss, but since there's no monetary loss, the Torah gives him the, the right to back out. So in this case, the Balabayas is at a disadvantage. He has to, he cannot back out if there's no unforeseen change of circumstance, but he always runs the risk that his pile has, has the right to back out, or else he's going to be considered an avid. We're going to see now that the Shach extends this halacha even to a case where the worker has a contract. 
Right? Everyone's probably wondering, what if there's a contract? If there's a contract, says the Shach, it's not going to matter. A kinyan, the Shach is discussing a case of a Kenyan, and it's actually a Machlokas Rishonim. The Ritva, which is brought down in the Shach, in Shin Lamagim, Sif, Katan, Yudalit, the Ritva says that a person um, who makes a Kenyan with their worker, their, their day laborer, says the Ritva that since there's a Kenyan, that prevents the worker from backing out. On that, the Shach says, no, that that's, that's a, a very um, that's a very unpopular opinion. All the other pais can hold otherwise, and even with the Kenyan, a pail is allowed to back out. It says the Shach as follows. It says in Sifkan Yagimel, Kasev bes Yosef, Vizelashoyne, Kasev Eritva, Vishem Rabbaisev, it's a Chuvas Eritva, that that shaloi amra pel yochalachzer by ella b'masker atzim b'amira. When does the gemara on that yud say that a pel is allowed to back out? That's only if he promised verbally. I will call him nishtavet b'kinyan. But however, if they made an actual kinyan, l'tfuye milsa, it's also it's coming to add an extra extra level of safeguard shaloi yochalachzer by. Therefore, with a kinyan, you can it won't work. But kachos m'zakim aishav b'sam. All the other poiskim that do not say this difference do not hold like this. And that is the Iker opinion. That means to say, even if there's a Kenyan, even if there's a contract or actual Kenyan Sudar, it still allows the worker to come along and back out. Because it's, it falls under the category of and it allows the worker to back out even though he made a Kenyan. Now this halacha, again, only applies to a worker that's paid by the hour. A worker that's paid by the job has the flexibility to quit the job whenever he wants. or to, I'm sorry, to, to finish the job whenever he wants. But since he has the flexibility to finish the job whenever he wants, there is no um, servitude because it's up to him to decide when he wants to do it. But a pile has to work the hours that you tell him. So therefore, you, the pile has the right to back out um, because or else he's going to be considered an evid, and that gives him the right to back out. Now the Ramah says a fascinating halacha. The Ramah says that this right to back out is only limited to where the backing out, to where the worker quitting will actually fit into the concept of In other words, there will be no involuntary um, servitude left in place. But if the reason why the person is quitting the job is because he wants to, find, he wants to go to another job that pays more, that would not be allowed, says Ramah. Why? Because you're defeating the whole purpose of the halacha. The purpose of the halacha was to, to, that a person says, I don't want to be an evet. But if you're going to continue being an avid by working for the next person, so where is the involuntary servitude? Where is the um, where is the servitude going? Away? You're still stuck in the same servitude. You're still being an avid. The words there are as follows: The person backs out. It's only if he's chayzer with no other plans of mind. But if he's chayzer mikayach yoyker because the market price went up and he wants to get a, a higher paying job, ain't shaymin So this this is a very, very big discussion. 
because this is obviously going to come into play in many different cases. One example, which we're going to discuss in the video, is where uh, you have a Rebbe who's offered a job in a, in a bigger school that has a better salary package, and he wants to back out in order to get the higher job. So he's hired, let's say, in a contract for three years, but in mid-contract he hears there's a better opportunity, he wants to back out to get a higher job. Is he allowed to do that? Well, here you have the Ramos saying that no. You're not allowed to do that. Why? Because you can't back out for a higher salary. In fact, there are headhunting organizations that go to workers and try to convince any talented worker. They look for talent and they try to hire them for other companies. So is that actually permitted to do? That's a, that's a discussion in, of Marufia. It's a different area of halacha. But that's from the angle of the, from the, from the company. But for the person getting lured away by, the, by this um, company, is he allowed to go for that higher job if he's going to be backing out in the middle of his contract when the whole um, reason for him doing it is simply the higher salary. So according to this Ramah, he's not allowed to do that. However, the Archashulchan explains that that's only, uh, the halacha of the Ramah backing out for higher salary is only as far as accepting the consequences of backing out. For example, the Gemara we're going to discuss in Mesh Hashem talks about that if a worker stops in the middle of the job, the the since he has a right because of Avadim to back out, so he gets paid fully for what he did until that point. Uh, Kablin, on the other hand, who has no right to back out, will not get paid fully if the balance of the salary is needed to pay the next person to finish off the job that he started. But the worker, since he has a right to back out, is um, is not going to lose his money. However, in this case, what Ramos says, that he doesn't have a right to activate the dinam of Adayheim, of Pe'el Chayz Yayim. In this case, the, this Rebbe would have to lose part of his salary if the next Rebbe, the replacement Rebbe, is going to cost more money to take. Sometimes that is the case because it's, you know, middle of the year or middle of a, of a contract or the, the prices went up already for whatever reason. So technically the balance of that could be deducted from the first uh, part of the job, which which means to say he won't get his full salary back. So the Archa says if he's agreeable to that, if this rabbi is agreeable to lose part of his what was coming to him for the beginning of the job, then he's allowed to go through the next job. But the Pesach Tshuva has, seems to have a different sheet about that. The Pesach Tshuva brings Paiskin that seem to hold that the actual reneging itself is Asr. He's not allowed to do that. He's not allowed to renege. And the Bishlechuba goes on to discuss a trick that they used to do in order to renege in mid-contract for to get higher salaries. What they would do was that they wouldn't go to work for like a few weeks. In other words, they, you're going to tell them you're leaving just because you want a better pay job, paying job. And say, no, I'm not working now. I, I took a vacation. Says the Bishlechuba, that's that's not that trick doesn't work. We could tell that the reason why you're you're not working is because simply you're trying to get around this halacha of the Ramah. So, so in this case, it would not seem to be valid. I did hear of a case where they, a school tried to hire a Rebbe, and they told the Rebbe not to work for an entire year. In that case, it's already not just a simplification. It's a whole, a whole different story. So that would technically allow the Rebbe to keep whatever he was paid until then for the job that he did, or, he should get, or if he wasn't paid his full, he should be paid in full to what he, for what he did. And then, if the the bigger, you know, the higher salary school is willing to foot the bill for that year of the Rebbe not working, or the Rebbe is willing to take the break and somehow, you know, live off other funds, um, in that case, it would be permissible. So that's this halacha that Ramah is discussing.
Now the Fisli Chuva and Shinlam and Gimel Sufan Bays discusses what does it mean that there was a Kenyan. What kind of Kenyan are we talking about? The Shach had said that if there was a Kenyan, then according to Rizva, the pile is not allowed to back out. And um, if there was, um, and, and according to the sheet of the Shach, you are allowed to back out. And that's as far as the pile goes. As far as the Balabayas goes, we said before from the Rabban, that once the work begins, it's a kind of Kenyan of Aschalos Malacha for the pilot. Now that's obvious that if you do a real Kenyan, then that would also have the same uh, ramifications uh, as far as the employer goes. The employee, we said, could back out. As far as the employer backing out, the Ramban says the employer is limited once the work started, and the same thing would apply if a Kenyan was made. So if there was a contract, even though the employee has the right to back out, because of the concept of Poil Chayzer B'chatziyayoyim, nonetheless, the Balbais does not have the right to back out once it was a Kenyan. If there was no Kenyan, that the work didn't start, then he still has the right to back out. But if there was a Kenyan, that's a different story. So now what kind of Kenyan are we discussing? The Pesach Chubik says, some of the examples he gives are, are a Kenyan Sudr, which is like a regular Kenyan, they pick up a handkerchief to make a Kenyan, or if they made a star. In those cases, um, that would that would prevent them from back, backing out. Now, this also applies, and this is even more applicable, to a cobbler. A cobbler means, like we said, a person gets paid by the job. So this case would prevent the cobbler from backing out. And this case, meaning to say, in this case, not only is the employer forbidden from backing out, so too the employee is not allowed to back out. If you have a, a person you hired to build a kitchen for you, he's a cobbler, and he wants to back out, but you signed a contract with him, since you signed a contract, and he's not a pile, he's a cobbler, so he doesn't have the head or a pile, you have him over the barrel, because you have a star, because you have a kinyan, and in that case, says the shach, a, a cobbler is, is stuck, even if he wants to offer some kind of compensation for backing out, unless you agree completely to the terms. It's not up to him. It's up to you if you made a Kenyan. So in that case, the pile, the cabin, I mean, sorry, the, the uh, worker who worked the contractor is not, is not allowed to back out. The whole moment, says the shach. Now, there is a discussion in the Chazanish of how much we hold like the shach in every single case, but it's definitely a very, very chomerdika thing for the contractor to back out as opposed to a pile, which we said before, Hazal gave a special dispensation for a pile, because a pile, Chayz B'chatz, and they have the right to back out.